0: Nation. welcome to episode four of it's all in the roses a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving fighting and rose giving of the franchise we're starting with season
1: six of bachelor in paradise on this episode we'll be breaking down all of the happenings on the beach during week four i'm Susie, and i'm Kristen, and it's time to look towards the stars
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to week four of Paradise, episode four of Roses. Kristen, how are you? I am good. We are doing
1: our first late night recording, and I feel yeah. like it's going well. I had a bit of a, like,
0: an energy slump earlier today, but I'm feeling good right now. Yeah, I'm kind of liking the time frame. I feel like I was dreading it being a long day, but like this just seems fun, you know? It's like gossip hour. Also, you (laughs) totally messed up when I asked you how you're doing. Do you remember what you said last week? Oh, yeah. I'm (laughs) terrifically well. Which is true,
1: though. After in the past few hours, it's especially true. But we'll get to that. We'll get into that. First moves of the week. All right. right.
0: (laughs) No, you go. You go. Yeah.
1: Starting off um, our social media, in case you want to keep up with us outside of the podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at It's All Roses. On Instagram, we're at at it's all in the Roses, and then you can send us a message at it's all in the Roses at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, or feel free to message us on any of those platforms. We have had a couple of people kind of slide into those DMs and let us know like, oh hey, like Mike confirmed he's a Capricorn in this interview. We finally found out that Cam is a Virgo. Which people have been telling us, but I can never find the
1: confirmation of people saying this, but enough people have told us that I guess it's true, but I just wanted
0: to like find the source, but oh well, it doesn't matter now. (laughs) I think the the last person that messaged us probably sent us like as much, like other people had sent us no validation and this person was like, oh yeah, he like mentioned it here or here. Shout out to Angelina. You're the best. We love you. Yay. Um, And then our classic disclaimer, Kristen and I are just astrology enthusiasts. Um, The book we often reference in our episodes is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. And any readings we do on Paradise participants um, are all based on their sun signs because that's the only thing we will probably ever have access to. And we're okay with that. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our Virgo Gemini moves of the week. <laughs> Kristen, what's your Virgo move of the week that just changed about two hours ago? Two or three hours ago? Uh, right before 5 p.m. So, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the Virgo is pan and industrious in their endeavors. And ever since the new Broadway musical Moulin Rouge began previews and began its online lottery ticket system. Susie and I have both been entering to win cheap tickets because mm. we both love Aaron Tveit, who is yes. one of the stars. I have still yet to see the Moulin Rouge movie, but I'm familiar what? with the story. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'll be going into it blind. Oh my but god, Today, so right, unlike
0: you. I really I know, can't right? imagine. Wow.
1: Yeah. go ahead. So today at around a little before 4.30, I got a text message saying that tickets for tomorrow's performance of Moulin Rouge went unclaimed in the lottery and that they were mine to grab. So I grabbed them, I bought
0: them, and now Susie and I are going to the theater tomorrow. Woo, it was incredible. I was like at my little side hustle and I had seen that you were sending me messages and then like OMGs. I was like, oh, this is like, looks pretty important but I was like helping someone so I couldn't see it and then when I opened it up I flipped out immediately had to find coverage and it was doable so I'm excited Ooh. Um, also wait, <laughs> so I I watched the movie for the first time my sophomore year in college and it's like one of my favorite nights at Siena ever because like soft so sophomore year like is this one Mo- you and Erica like hid yeah. from everyone? Yeah. Okay. Most yeah, you told Most sophomores <laughs> at our school like live in the same building, so it's just like a madhouse. Did you live in Hennepin? Christine? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So one night, one of my close friends and I—well, she was like, "Oh, you've never seen Moulin Rouge? Like, let's order a pizza. Let's order some cheesy bread from Domino's." And we, like, went and hid out in her room. And this was, like, a Friday or, like, a Saturday night. So everyone's, like, pre-gaming. Everyone's going out. And we were just, like, hidden, like, off the <laughs> grid. People were texting us and we were like, nope, we are not answering. So I'm, I'm really excited to, like, be going back to this in, like, a different medium, you know? And to see freaking Aaron today. Woo! For the Christina, second time yeah. in a couple months. We yeah, got we- to see him in concert. Back in May, yeah, May. Right, yeah, May. Which was cool. He did like a lot of really fun covers, but I'm excited to see the Broadway today. Ooh, you know, he only sang like one. Uh, it was a cover from yeah. Rouge. Your song, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was great. Uh, we're excited. <laughs> Ooh. and Maybe what we? We'll... Your... Oh, oh, yeah. No, what were you gonna say? I was going to say, maybe we'll update our socials tomorrow. <laughs> with us yes. at the, uh, show. Um, my Gemini move of the week. Um, lately, I've just been feeling kind of like overwhelmed with everything that's going on. I just feel like I need a break. I need a change of scenery. I need a change of pace. And my college roommate came in clutch literally like two days ago and was like, hey, like, do you want to go up to Albany this weekend? I feel like we haven't been around in a while. And I was like, yeah, F it. Like, complete Gemini, total impulse move. We're going up Friday, like night, way late. Staying, like, two nights in Albany. And then I think we're going to go up to, uh, she has, like, a house on Lake Luzerne, or her grandma does, but we're not sure if it's going to be open, like, unlocked. So we're just going to kind of go up there, and if it's unlocked, we'll chill there. If not, we'll, like, find like a motel or an airbnb or something. I don't know. I'm I'm just rolling with the punches, like trying not to plan too much, have a little mini getaway.
1: Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. I'm excited. And something that came up when you were speaking and I forgot to mention it earlier, but it's Virgo season.
0: <laughs> Yay! Yay! The season of my people. Um so I, I messaged Kristen about this earlier in the week. Last weekend, I went out with some friends and they were basically like, you need to get back on dating apps because I'm not into the dating app thing. But I was like, all right, whatever. I guess we'll give it another shot. And now this time around, I joined Bumble, which I hadn't done before. And Bumble lets you list your sign on your profile. And there are so many Virgos, like so many. I, I, the most prominent signs I've seen are Virgo and Libra, really? Yeah. Wow. I just think it's inter- Like, I don't know why, and I probably should have like looked into traits a little more. But I don't know. I feel like in my life I've been very attracted to men that are Aquariuses, Aquarii, Aquarius. I don't Aquariuses. know. Aquariuses. Aquariuses. But they've all screwed me over. So like, <laughs> I feel like I should probably stay away. But mm. I'm liking Bumble because of the astrology feature. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, Virgo season, um, go check out our post on Insta about Virgo season. We highlighted a couple of famous batch Virgos, um, talked a little bit about the sign. And then the last little slide in that post is a listing of famous Virgos in general, if you're curious. Yeah. And
1: Bibiana and I celebrate our birthday on Monday. <laughs> Fun facts. Which is so funny
0: because you guys are so different. We are. Oh my god, Kristen, that means like tomorrow's an early birthday. I know, that's what I was thinking of. Now I need to make sure
1: I do something exciting like every day leading up to it (laughs) to make up for (laughs) like a full
0: birthday weekend. Oh my god, that's too funny. Wow. Yeah, your birthday's always Labor Day weekend then. Yeah. That's lit. Not
1: really. It always (laughs) kinda stunk because it could be lit. I bet you don't plan it well. Yeah, but that's the thing with planning. I would always have friends that were away that weekend, or I have a friend from high school with the same birthday. So it was always like Uh, family stuff could get in the way of trying to do a friend thing. So I always found it a little annoying to have this particular birthday placement, but.
0: Yeah. You just. Yeah, yeah. Could go either way, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I feel like some years I don't do anything. Labor Day weekend and then other years yeah I have like something planned. So moving on to our
1: Bachelor Nation broadcast it was a busy week in Bachelor Nation outside of Paradise. First things first a little sad news the former bachelor Chris Soules was sentenced to a suspended two-year prison sentence to serve two years on probation. If you recall he was arrested in April 2017 after driving Mm. a truck in his home state of Iowa that rear-ended a man's tractor trailer and the man was hurt and chris left the scene before police arrived and the other man later died in the hospital you can google the incident and find the full breakdown of the legal procedure there but he was the bachelor on the same season as women like ashley i jade carly caitlin becca tilly so his season actually produced pretty well-known women in the franchise but he has kind of faded into the background, especially after
0: this incident, which is pretty unfortunate. Yeah, I just looked up his picture because I couldn't like place him off name. And all of the pictures in Google are like him at his trial. It's crazy. Mm. And yeah. then moving on to happier news Rachel and Brian
1: got married, Ooh. another bachelorette wedding. They married August 24th in Cancun, Mexico, and Bachelor Nation guests included Astrid and Kevin, Christina Schulman, Eric Bigger, Josiah, Alex, Bor- uh, his, n- his name is something long in Russian, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I can't remember <laughs> what it is, but I love him. I uh, did love him. He was and a good And Rachel,
1: yeah, Rachel actually um, listed off all of the Bachelor people they invited in a video she did with The Knot. And Brian actually invited a lot of guys from his season. I think not all of them were there. He invited Kenny, and I didn't see any mention of Kenny at the wedding on social media. But Brian always struck me as the lone wolf in Rachel's season. So I guess I was surprised that he was still so friendly with so many of the guys.
0: Yeah, and I, I definitely second that. Like, I don't know if it was so much him, like, closing himself off or the other guys like antagonizing him but yeah I never really thought of him as like one to have many friends yeah. from this season. honestly Brian was sketch yeah I do you remember didn't that like moment him at
1: all. of Peter being like I'm not a big fan of Brian and it <laughs> became an internet gif
0: true no one was but I like them so much more now like I, I love Rachel too. Rachel was the first mm-hmm. season of bachelor anything that I watch and I'm so happy because she she's incredible but Brian was so weird but I like now how we were talking about this the other day how low-key they are yeah they're they're just doing their own thing they're in love planning their future and I'm okay with that and Brian Brian has mellowed out for me what is not okay okay is the Taurus-Aquarius pairing, mm. which was pretty horrible when I looked it up in our book. Essentially, like none of it is good. Um, the only <laughs> parts I saw that really fit in with um, what we've seen of like Rachel and Brian, uh, Rachel is a Taurus. A Taurus needs security and comfort. Brian is an Aquarius, so he looks for openness and self-expression, and I feel that's very like relevant to their relationship. I think Rachel always felt like yeah just like really comfortable and homey around Brian and Brian really had a personality on the show you know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea but
1: yeah, that's he, true. Was he was definitely out there very forward about what he wanted mm-hmm. but congratulations to them it's yeah. been a while since we've had a bachelorette wedding yeah, yeah um, the last one was probably desiree and that wasn't televised that was oh, okay. five years ago i want to say five or
0: yeah. six yeah oh, All right. moving on jojo is not okay i always forget that but yeah move on
1: right move yes JoJo. speaking of jojo jordan reproposed to jojo with a new ring to have kind of a
0: private off-camera proposal which is really nice i really like that yeah i think it's super cute also the ring is gorgeous i've seen pictures of it it's absolutely stunning
1: yeah and jordan is a virgo jojo is a scorpio and our book describes this matching as a marvelous meeting of minds and a fine mixing of personalities and it leads to strong commitment and loyalty Mm.
0: cool i mean i don't really know anything about either of them so i can't really comment i like, my memories of their season, when I try to sum up
1: with one word, is just bleh. <laughs> like, the guys in her season, other than Wells and Derek, actually, they were all kind of the same Jordan type. Like, her final four were essentially clones of each other. It was very much, like, um, that macho, southern guy look. Didn't people, like, not
0: like Jordan?
1: At the time, yeah, because there were okay. weird rumors going around about his past i don't remember in detail but i think everyone has grown
0: to them now yeah he's fine i like see them around on social and they're okay all right and our last piece of news in bachelor nation broadcast we're gonna put a Uh, spoiler on alert on this even though
1: it seems to be pretty open news so we'll keep these times sam's mentioned in our show description if you want to skip it over but we're gonna Discuss the com- the unofficial confirmation of the next bachelor. Okay, K. P. Are you ready to <laughs> announce? Drum roll. Okay. So, according to Bachelor spoiler guru Reality Steve, Peter Weber is the next bachelor. And I just read on his Twitter today that at mm-hmm. the filming of the Bachelor in Paradise reunion special, he was officially announced as bachelor and came out and did a little sit down with Chris Harrison after being announced as The Bachelor. Uh,
0: I am disappointed. I am too. Peter, to me, is just boring. So, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I do enjoy him and I like him more than, say, how much I liked Colton at this time last year, but I think he's just very much of what we've seen before yeah. the opportunity to put mike in the position was there i was actually looking at some paradise deleted footage earlier today and they had clips of mike hanging out with sydney and discussing their connection so it felt a little bit like oh these editors purposely left out the mike sydney sort storyline they didn't give mike enough Airtime on Paradise to give him that Bachelor edit. It just feels like a very lazy move. I do like Peter. I think, you know, he won't be horrible to watch, but I think this was just a great opportunity to cast their first Black Bachelor and they missed out on it.
0: I agree. And I also think like Mike just has so many different sides to him. Like he's fun, he can be serious and have those like deep emotional talks. And like I just don't see that happening. With Peter, I don't think it's going to be as dynamic as everyone is making it out to be. Like, you know, yeah, I can't picture him having like serious conversations. I feel like Peter's just like a breakdown waiting to happen. You know, like when he yeah. gets down to like ten girls, he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I can't do this." Mm-hmm. Like, blah, blah, blah. like, uh, and they're all gonna be like twenty years old. Yep. And I don't want to wa- I don't want to watch. 23 year old 24 year olds again yeah kind
1: of going back to the rachel and brian thing when i saw that not video where rachel was talking about all the guys that brian invited i had forgotten how strong rachel's group of guys generally was with a few exceptions she had a lot of older guys that were actually pretty great and a lot of them have kind of faded from the spotlight which is a good sign of Mm -hmm. they were already mature and established and they didn't necessarily need the bachelor spotlight to have a good life
0: absolutely so we'll see how this whole thing pans out with peter i mean obviously we're gonna watch Mm -hmm. and
1: peter is a leo and he actually shares the same birthday as Barack Obama, the Sprouse twins, and Meghan Markle, which is a pretty good group. What a day!
0: August fourth. Born. Wow. Yeah. Wow. My birthday is June fourth. Wow. I will
1: say I have been very drawn to Leo men, even though historically the match is pretty not great with Leo and Virgo. <laughs>
0: what a what um, what a fun recurring theme here with us. <laughs> 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 Being attracted to what's bad for us. We love it. All right, that's it for Bachelor Nation broadcast. Now moving on to this week's connections. Okay. So Episode one this week started out with some Kaylin Dean action. Um, We finally get to see Wells, Wells in action again. Um, And we see Kaylin, Demi, and Wells sitting up at the bar. And Demi and Wells are just advising Kaylin on this whole Dean situation. Um, They kind of keep referring to Dean's past. They they keep mentioning that, oh, you know, like no one's ever been able to tame Dean. And they tell Kaylin that essentially she shouldn't be putting all her effort towards Dean shouldn't put all of her eggs in one basket and should be open to exploring other connections. Um, But like Kaylin's really into Dean. She really likes him. And Wells and Demi think that at this point, Kaylin needs to level with Dean. And I love this quote. I I think it was Wells who said it. And it it was kind of like a way that she should go into the conversation. He was like, So, Dean, like, you're a nomadic guy in life and in romance. I love that. I thought that was so funny. And then they say, Dean has a way of making everyone feel special. And I was like, damn, that's true. So, Caitlin acts on this little advice session and pulls Dean aside and starts to talk about where they stand with one another. And this is when Dean, being Dean, comes out and is like, hey Kaylin, like I don't want the conventional relationship thing. He doesn't want, quote, dinner parties on Saturday nights and talking about feelings, end quote. And I was just like, damn. I felt like I was in like a John Cheever novel at this moment. <laughs> like he was literally like, I hope people will appreciate that, that reference. <laughs> it's like the first thing that came to mind. Um so then immediately following that, Kaylin is like upset. And whatever. And then Dean makes this big show of celebrating Kaylin's birthday and like gets her a cake, and everyone on the beach is singing to her. Um, And she's really, really happy. And then Kristen texted me not the first time Dean has celebrated a girl's birthday on Paradise. Yeah, on
1: season four. It was technically the half birthday i remembered later but he celebrated danielle lombard lombard's half birthday and it was at the height of the danielle christina love yeah. triangle and i think that set christina just into a breakdown so i was wondering if she was just feeling a little retroactively i don't yeah. even know
0: the word when this having, like, happened a yeah literally
1: i also and- saw this post about dean last night And it was referencing his hometown visit with Rachel when he was so worried about his dad and the impression that his dad would leave and then the post said oh Dean has essentially become his father just kind of going off the grid and
0: just not wanting anything conventional honestly he has wow that's so interesting I wonder like where their relationship is right now yeah you know that would be an interesting follow-up. <laughs> Dean, come on our pod. <laughs> <laughs> so Tasha, we see Taisha and John Paul Jones, and Taisha is essentially telling John Paul Jones that he should be open to exploring other relationships if someone he liked were to come down onto the beach. Mm-hmm. And John Paul Jones is kind of hesitant about that, right? Yes.: Yeah. It, essentially, like I feel like. Tasha, in a way, pulled a Katie and kind of like nudged their partner or their connection into like this thought cycle. And then people do come down the beach. And of course, they happen to be interested in John Paul Jones. And we'll get into that. I think it's possible. One of the reasons Tasha kind of nudged JPJ that way is because now that Derek is single, she was able to kind of circle back to an initial interest she had in him. Um, mm-hmm. So Tasha is a Virgo. Derek is our Sagittarius. So both of these signs have intellectual leanings. It's something we've talked about with Tasha a lot. Every time JPJ... Virgos she- <laughs> love intelligence. <laughs> yeah, every time JPJ comes out with something crazy, she, like, is totally in for it. And I feel like Derek is, like, very level-headed and always seems to, like really think things through before like acting on them so um they're like a good pairing there Virgos want a long-term commitment and Sagittarius um has the desire to be free and to roam around and i thought this was really interesting here because i think we can definitely sense that Tasha wants something solid And I keep thinking back to how with Derek and Demi, we talked a lot about how a Sagittarius, more than anything, just really needs a friend. And I think we really saw that reflected this week. Like, it took him a while to take any inkling of a next step. So, yeah, there's that there. And then (laughs) this freaking book cracks me up. (laughs) At the end of the Virgo-Sag pairing, it said, little bodes well in this affair. So, we'll see. I don't know. And then as far as what
1: JP was doing when (laughs) Tasha was getting closer to Derek, first, Tajwan Hawkins, a night one cast off from Colton season, entered and she took JP out on a date where she scolded him for eating the date food, which everyone knows in Bachelor Nation, the food is basically just the accessory. (laughs) And... They also bonded over JP, seeming unable to keep any food down. <laughs> Literally,
0: I was, my mom was with me in the living room Tuesday night and she like watched the whole episode because my sister had a ton of friends over. So she had to wait for like everyone to leave to go to sleep. And I was like, I'm sorry, but this is the strangest episode <laughs> of anything back where I've ever seen in my life because it was just like JPJ laughing. But his laugh sounds like a fake laugh. It's you very know? odd. It's so strange. And Te- Tejuan just, like, sweating up a storm.
1: Which would be me. That is literally like, me on the
0: beach. <laughs> I was just blown away. She was so interesting. And, you know, and she had, like, all the one-liners, the whole freaking pigeon-seagull thing. <laughs> which I'm totally with Haley on that. Like they're the same thing. Not, not one is better than the other. Um, where are we going with this? Okay. Um, Going
1: along with that, Haley Ferguson, who is one of the famous twins of the franchise came in twinless. Her sister, Emily has been dating someone for about a year. So Haley entered hoping to find someone she is a Libra. We still don't have signs for JP. We couldn't find a sign for Tajwan. But Haley is a Libra, like Hannah Brown. And our book describes the Libra woman in love as in love with the idea of being love. And she views seduction as an art form and expects others to sense her desires without having her having to declare them. And I kind of saw her date with JP after she entered as being like this. She Mm -hmm. was very forward in physical affection, and I think JP kind of just went along with it, which seemed to be a good sign. And then the trouble started when they got back to the beach, and Tejuan was basically trying to fight for JP's affection over Haley.
0: Yeah, I think, like, this just, this isn't Haley's first rodeo. She knows the deal. You come to Paradise, you're expected to explore different possibilities with people. Tajwan seems like she had never heard that before and, like, didn't know what show she was signing up for. She was just out there acting like a literal 12-year-old. Like, when they got back from their date and she was grilling them, like, oh, what did you guys do on your date? Did you kiss? Oh, that sounds lame. I was like, please stop talking and go pretend to faint again.
1: (laughs) I Um, mean, I understood her so strongly in that moment because I know that just... The heat makes you do crazy things. You don't want to do anything in the heat. And if you can't get any kind of relief with AC or a fan, you just have no time for anything that is considered an inconvenience.
0: I don't know, Kristen. She was just a lot. I will say, though, JP JP was like sketch this week. But I feel like he just could have been better about Going up to people and being like, "Hey, I'm going on the date." Like, I just think he could have been more considerate. I think before he true. went on his date with Tajuan, he should have. And we saw that he wanted to go back and talk to Tasha, and then he second-guessed it. I think because Derek was talking to her, so then he went away. And I think with Tajuan, it was definitely important that he had a conversation, and he like didn't. But uh, yeah, JP.
1: I wonder if he identifies
0: as a bit of a people pleaser and if that relates to his sign at all. To an extent, I think so. I think we've seen him just kind of go along with what anyone else wants him to do. Mm-hmm. So. And I also
1: came up with the observation this week that he sometimes starts his sentences without really knowing where they're going. He kind of reminds me of like a two or a three-year-old that starts a sentence, but they don't have enough grasp of the language <laughs> that they're, they just kind of get like breathless as they go on, you know? How they like take several breaths to get through a sentence. Yeah, I feel like that's JP
0: sometimes. That is so true. Oh my God. That's literally hilarious. <laughs> like JP in every situation. Yeah. Confronting Derek, talking to Haley. Uh, oh my God. Like when Haley asked him who the, like the pairings were on the beach and he was like, I think, like, half confounded by her beauty, half just, like, dead. <laughs> Whatever. Mm. All right. And then episode one finished with the rose ceremony. Um, And the men plus Demi handed out roses this night. Demi gave her rose to Christian. Dean gave his rose to Kaylin. Um, Dylan to Hannah. Mike to Sydney. Clay gave his rose to Nicole. Derek to uh JPJ was tight and then gave his rose to Haley. Uh, Blake gave his rose to Christina and Chris to Katie. Now let's touch on a couple of these because now I'm just remembering. So <laughs> Blake gives his rose to Christina, which I was not happy about because I'm siding with like Caitlin in this whole thing. And like, in the previous episode, she had said that her relationship with Blake wasn't going to get anywhere as long as, like, Christina was around. And that is so true because she does, she really did keep on, like, interrupting them all the time. And the second Christina started talking to Blake, he went into that spiral in his head mm-hmm. and started to second guess everything. And then Christina came out on top. So I'm pissed about that. It was
1: definitely the Becca spiral,
0: his mm-hmm. BS. Oh, yeah freaking unreal um chris and katie that was like a whole thing what happened with chris and katie
1: chris went on a date with jen after katie pulled the og taisha and encouraged him to go out with other women but then the date confused chris even more about where he stood between katie and jen
0: correct but then in the end he gave his rose to Katie because then I think Katie um, in the uh, cocktail party leading up to this finally went up to Chris and was like, hey, this is how I feel about you. Like, I'm finally putting it out in the open. And Chris was like, OK, that's like the step I needed. We're good. Cool. So Caitlin, Jen and Tejuan sent home. Rose ceremony is done. Is the episode done?
1: No. It ends on the cliffhanger. You
0: know what happens? Did it? Yeah. Oh, all right. So then episode two starts, and Dean pulls Kaylin aside. So this is happening right after the rose ceremony, and everyone's like, I feel like half the people were like, oh my god, it's a surprise, it's another surprise. And the other half were like, no, this is about to be really bad. So Dean pulls Kaylin aside and tells her that. he was coming on paradise just to like have fun for the summer. You know, he's living in his van, probably like didn't have a parking pass for whatever <laughs> city he wanted to be in. So he's was like, I'm just going to like leave it at the airport bachelor will pay for it. And I'll spend my summer in Mexico. And then he tells Kalen that he was really surprised to like have found her and that he didn't think he would be developing this deep of a relationship with anyone. And that is exactly why he needs to leave at this very moment on her birthday because he doesn't think he'll be able to get to where she will be by the end of the episode and post um by the end of the episode by the end of the season and post bachelor their lifestyles are not compatible um so i want to go back to how we talked about the aries gemini pairing being very good and a very strong pairing because they're both like energetic signs they do things that keep the other on their toes so like there really isn't any boredom in this pairing um i really like that because as we all know i'm a dean fan um not so much a dean fan anymore but i (laughs) think like next week though when we talk about the preview for next week oh my god like redemption part three i don't know so i looked a little more into the aries sign and aries is our They're self-involved, they're independent people, they like to be in charge. And I think this whole situation is just Dean running away from his feelings and the thought of being in a serious relationship and kind of having to divvy up some of that control with someone else,
1: you know? Yeah, Uh, I think from what we've seen of Dean, he definitely shies away from things getting serious. And seeing him in this light, it kind of makes me wonder about the winter games finale when he gave Mm -hmm. leslie murphy a key to his house when he still had a house i guess (laughs) (laughs) and i wonder if that wasn't more producer driven than dean genuinely wanting to make that
0: move yeah i don't know because i feel like over the past couple years he's just like I don't know if it's, like, him coming into his own or him just, like, becoming progressively more lost on the way to coming into his own, but I feel like at that point, he might have still been holding on to this idea of, like, being conventional before realizing, like, oh, I need to take, like, a year or two for myself and just be this weird guy with a mustache. (laughs) So, I don't know. He's Dean. as everyone kept saying that's Dean freaking Dean Yep. oh Dean with Kaylin
1: still a little weepy from Dean's goodbye the cast was invited to Chris and Crystal's wedding Chris and Crystal met on season 5 of Paradise they got engaged in the season finale and now they were tying the knot in a resort nearby and they invited the cast so a little about Chris and Crystal before getting into the cast's drama at the wedding chris is a Ch- sagittarius crystal is a libra the sagittarius is drawn to the libra's affectionate charm and both can be very romantic and they can create a fun-filled free and delightful relationship which i think we've seen i think they were both kind of the villains on their own seasons but yeah. then together they've actually grown into like this really beautiful couple
0: even from the beginning of their relationship like in my eyes it was always a pleasant pairing like it, mm. it was strange at first to see them together, but I never, I, I, I enjoyed seeing them together. But yeah, <laughs> and their sure. wedding was beautiful. It was nice. Yeah, it, it's small. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, to well, me, it paradise was just,
1: weddings, there's always a limit.
0: Yeah, so but that's it was. Why. It's just weird to me that like, not half, but maybe like a quarter. Of the people there were the cast of paradise that's true or other bachelor people yeah just weird to me like i don't know some of them are their friends other it was just weird i don't know um but i enjoyed seeing some of my faves like adam and raven love adam and raven
1: yeah and we had and-
0: joe and oh my god Kendall. <laughs> we, had we had Joe and Kendall, other faves, and Becca was there for like a second without um, I What's saw... the space
1: carrot. Yeah, I saw um a promo. I don't know if this was actually shown in the episode, but there was a promo of Becca like reaching to get something from the bar and Blake was right behind her. And you could see Becca kind of turn right as Blake was maneuvering maneuvering around her. And that was just really funny and awkward. And I kind of wanted that to be seen for Blake to go into wa- a
0: further spiral. I wanted that to happen. I wanted her to go up to him and crack like a stagecoach joke. It <laughs> did happen. But who did? Someone did. And then they were oh like, gosh, oh, it's yeah. too soon. Yeah. That guy, that
1: blonde guy. Yeah, they had a lot of actual bachelor people from long ago there at the wedding. So that guy who did the stagecoach joke was actually a guy from JoJo season that is rumored Mm -hmm. to come into Paradise later
0: on. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's another thing. Um, With, like, Connor and Angela's, like, later entrances to Paradise in that Mm -hmm. episode, you know, I loved how we had these, like, confessionals with people like oh or I think it was like yeah Caitlin was like oh but I just wish like Connor was here on the beach and it was like hello obviously he's gonna come down to the beach like why else would he be there yeah funny um so yeah let's talk about Connor Connor man (laughs) I don't really have a good Connor Impression Demi does
1: <laughs> that was <laughs> seen so by funny. the post credit scene. That was hilarious. Hey and guys, so
0: spot on. my name's Connor. Yeah, it's like you have to, it's not enough to like go all bro you have to like, I guess, lower your voice a little. I don't know, I'll work on it. Connor shows up, and everyone's like, Oh my god, it's Connor! Like, all the guys are like hyped to see their boy, and all the girls are like, Yo. Connor's hot. Connor's hot, Kristen. He
1: is hot. It's just that ever since someone said he looks I like know. my brother it gets me weird. But then separately I can be like, like, yes, he's hot, but then I'm like, oh, but he actually
0: really does look like my brother, which is I'm like. I was no. so excited to like come on the pod and like talk about how hot Connor is. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, Kristen someone told Kristen that her brother looks like Connor. Yeah. And now she like can't look at the guy. <laughs>
1: This is my 15 year old brother. It's not even like an older brother. It's like a brother that I still see as a baby.
0: So. Yeah, it's weird. I um not like to like skip ahead. Cause it's not because we're still talking, I, I guess about first impressions of Connor. Um, I liked what Christina said um, in this episode when she was like, Connor just has this like presence about him. And like, I don't know, like, how attractive he is necessarily, like, features-wise, but he he is very tall. He has, like, the nice body, and I feel like that just, like, is it, you know? Yeah,
1: I agree. I think looks-wise, he's actually pretty just ordinary-looking, but then Mm -hmm. on top of the height, and then we've seen the body is very nice. (laughs) On top of all of that, it definitely elevates him, I think.
0: Yeah, and he has, like, a really good vibe, you know? He's very... He's not like charismatic. I think he's very charming, I guess. Do those mean the same thing? They don't. They don't. Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Kaylin um, is excited to talk to Connor because um I guess while she was like en route to paradise, she was mostly excited to see if Connor would be on this season. So she's excited to finally Be meeting him, especially after, you know, the whole breakup with Dean happened the night before. LOL. So Connor is our Libra. I feel like Connor is such a Libra. Kaelin is a gem. And this is an ideal pairing. These signs are both curious and they're vivacious and affectionate. Um, They really just care about having fun in their relationship. And there's no jealousy or possessiveness that gets in the way of that and i think we really saw that in their um one-on-one date yes There's when a they
1: asked for friends. total honesty from each other
0: uh, yeah and then right after that one connor was like what more could you want i was like wow this is like so simple and so cute and like so fun um the only thing with this pairing is that they both are indecisive times um gem um, yes we are very indecisive and I feel like this is going to play out more next week after the preview for next week yikes
1: <laughs> and <laughs> before Connor paired up with Kaylin he had a brief exchange with Christina at the wedding and Christina is a Scorpio and in the Scorpio Libra match Scorpio's intensity at first flatters the libra but Scor scorpios can be a little moody and quick to lash out in anger which i think we've seen with christina and libras can't really deal with that so the libra Mm -hmm. is very flirty and casual which can anger the scorpio and the scorpio can easily become jealous and demand more control Mm -hmm. of the libra
0: yeah with um I think we've definitely seen Christina's like jealousy come out these past Mm -hmm. couple weeks. And Connor doesn't strike me as the type of guy to like give into that and like bend to someone's will. I think he would definitely just walk away from a situation if that were the case. Yeah. And like, he didn't really see it from Christina. He was just more into Kaylin, but if things had gone on with them and, Christina had started like exhibiting those signs I think Connor would have definitely just bounced out yeah. of there
1: and I think Christina was already feeling a little jealous because as she said about Kaylin she asked someone why does she always have to go after the guys I'm interested in which is an interesting pattern because she dated Dean, she dated Blake and Christi- uh, Kaylin <laughs> had her own little dalliances with them bruh
0: I, like, I feel like Christina has been rubbing me the wrong way so badly these past, like, this week and the week before. It's like, stop trying to make this whole thing about you and let other people make their connections. And, like, Kay- how would Kaylin have known that you were interested in Connor? I don't know. That's true. <laughs> I don't know where else I was going with this. I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like. That keeps doing this to herself and in a way, like alienating herself from some of the girls on the beach. And we also saw when she asked this, like, why does she always have to go for the guys I'm interested in? She was talking to some of the other girls about that and kind of like coercing them into believing, like, oh, yeah, mm. Christina's like a point that's like messed up. I can't remember who she was talking to, but it, I did not like that at all. Hidden agendas. Yeah, with
1: Christina and Kaylin, it's been hard to gauge where they're both at and how the other women see them. I think with Kaylin especially, it's been very touch and go with the other women just because they've all had that experience with her on The Bachelor. And then Christina yeah. coming in is already kind of an outsider because she's from a previous season than the majority of them. So I wonder if there's sure. a dynamic there where they're both kind of outsiders in the group and need to try to win over approval somehow from the other women
0: that's an interesting point yeah i definitely see that to an extent um so then yeah we're still at the wedding wedding was cool kind (laughs) of boring i don't know even like the little after party we saw whatever yeah it's um, a little lame but paradise budget Jumpo Jones is over here in his head thinking about Derek and Tayshia. Um, He's, like, introduced to of the wedding party, right? And then, like, immediately pulls Katie aside. And yes, Katie
1: of- introduces him to Chris's relatives who, at first glance, I thought Katie was trying to be JP's wingwoman for other Bachelor women. And then I realized that it was like Chris's mom and aunts (laughs) and I just
0: found the visual kind of really funny oh my god only you literally only you um so yeah she he like starts talking to Katie and then I believe later he may have pulled Demi aside as well Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know like all of the history with Derek but he starts saying some pretty bold things about how Derek is really only on Paradise this season to like continue chasing fame. He wants to like keep the status as a celebrity, that he's had um a history of like manipulating women and his followers into like being with him. I don't know. And that he has repeatedly gone up to JPJ and asked him to come onto his podcast after filming is over. So JP's like, Derek's really out here looking for content. I'm here for Tasha. Um, And I'm not going to let him get in the way of that and bring her into that world. Um, This was a lot. And I think it's fine for like JPJ to express his concerns, but he absolutely did it wrong place, wrong time yes, in the worst way. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like literally JPJ in this moment is like out here, Act in his age, given millennials the bad name, you know? Ooh, this is like yeah. the the person or the situation you reference when, when older people are like, Oh, those millennials. Like that's all I could think of. Um, this episode was like JPJ, just stop. Yeah.
1: And during the argument, Derek doesn't really have a chance to clap back. He tries to be calm. The fight basically ends when Chris calls the cast over to invite certain people to the formal reception, and then later on, back at the beach, Derek tries to talk to John Paul after they've cooled down, but JP refuses to listen, and while Derek tries to make his point as him just wanting JP to experience the cool things that the Bachelor people get to do post-show, JP makes it clear that he's totally over Derek, and that he doesn't want anything to do with him. It,
0: It was so strange, like, I just don't, like I said, like, I don't really know Derek's history. So I don't know like that much about him outside of this season. And like this season, he's been pretty cool. I like him. So all I can say is that I feel like I'm on Derek's side a little right now, just because he wasn't able to express himself and like literally get a word in edgewise.
1: Yeah. And like you know? I've mentioned before, I know the history of Derek dating Olivia Creedy and him reportedly breaking up with her because he didn't want to date someone from Bachelor Nation and then he proceeded to go on to Paradise soon after. So I always have that in the back of my mind. So I'm kind of open to the idea of there being different sides to Derek's story and jp not being entirely in the wrong with his argument but like you said i Um, agree that he totally handles it the wrong way that he had no business bringing that up at a wedding of a couple he does not know and i think derek really exceeded in being the mature person at that point but yeah it's also just really hard to gauge who is entirely in the right i wonder if fans yeah. who have only gotten Derek's story on this season are less likely to try to look at it from both sides.
0: True. Yeah, I, I can see that. Because I feel like that's kind of me. And I'm like, JP just like completely stepped out of line here. It was weird. Also, I just keep thinking back to like JP. Like JP just kept repeating... Stop insulting my intelligence. Like Don't KP insult my intelligence, Derek. <laughs> spot on. Spot on, KP. Mm-hmm. But um like no one was insulting your intelligence because no one could speak to you. That's true. You know? Yeah. <sighs>
1: and something that exactly. I noticed in the book about the Sagittarius, which is Derek, their as the book describes, their dominant keyword is I see you. So I interpreted that as the Sagittarius wanting to be the calm force in an argument, but not necessarily being great at an in the moment conflict, which would explain why he didn't really know how to step in and calm JP Uh down so he could get a word in.
0: Yeah. You could see he was also like grasping for ideas like in Mm -hmm. his head. So that's also where some of that, like, Uh, gray area comes in right and we don't really know who's in the right do we
1: have any guesses on what JP could be
0: oh my goodness JP (laughs) I don't want to say Scorpio Mm, I don't know I don't know yeah, it's just so think? hard to
1: predict Because I think we've seen Two extremes of his personality Exactly
0: I And think, the jealousy Coming out here Yeah, I think his
1: dominant side is probably More the happy-go-lucky That we've seen But uh-huh. I guess a sign With an extreme reaction To stress and anger And a loss of control Would fit him Probably a
0: fire sign Mm-hmm yeah um i also just want to point out for everyone um who's been looking into getting the only astrology book you'll ever need i really enjoy the dominant keyword Mm. little blurb they have for each sign i think they're like super enlightening and like in a way i don't want to say like it could you could use it as like a mantra but i think it's like a good i don't know Yeah, I guess you could call it, like, just, like, a good little thing to revisit in your day-to-day life.
1: Yeah, I actually read mine today and found it very accurate. What
0: is yours? I forget.
1: I think it was.
0: Yeah, I can't remember what mine is either, but I know I I resonate with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I think it was that. And now, moving on to our final connection now, love triangle of this episode. Clay, Nicole, Angela. We're at the wedding. Angela is very good friends with Chris and Crystal. So she's a bridesmaid. Everyone knows that Angela is Clay's ex-girlfriend who he broke up with. Um, they had been together like long term. Um, I think they they had like talked about their future. They had talked about getting married, having kids, like moving in together, buying a house, and then I, I don't know if we know, like, why Clay broke it off, but he did. Angel's blindsided. This is the first time they are seeing each other since that breakup. Wow.
1: Yeah, it was okay. alluded that Clay received a call from his agent. He's a football player, and the agent essentially told him that he wasn't going to be able to get on a team for the upcoming season, so that kind of freaked Clay out, and like, Angela seemed to take that as his trigger for ending the relationship and just trying to shake up his
0: life. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So this is fine. Um, Nicole is aware that Angela will be at this wedding and Nicole and clay sit through the ceremony later on the beach. Nicole kind of talks about how nervous clay was feeling and how she was, piping him up like telling him everything was going to be okay and that during the ceremony he like really latched onto to her and was like literally like death gripping her hand for support and everything um as angelie walked in and everything so then when the ceremony ended and they had their little cocktail hour or, or whatever um crystal and chris invited certain cast members of paradise to stay on for the after party and others would just head back to the beach and Clay is one of those cast members that were invited to stay on because he's also very good friends with Crystal and Chris. And Angela, not Angela, Nicole was sent back to the beach. She was not happy about. And again, like, I feel like here there were, like, so many exaggerations, like, on the beach. Um, I think it was Tasha. honestly. They were like, you know, in that moment, like, Clay chose Angela over Nicole. I'm like, no, he didn't. He just wanted to party.
1: Yes, he chose his friends. They also picked Blake, who was on the same Bachelorette season as Chris and Clay. They're obviously the closest. They're going
0: to want their actual friends at this party. That really pissed me off when they they were just like, oh, he's, he's choosing this person over this person. I'm like, no, he's not homeboy just wanted to go out and have a good time and like not be on the beach with the same 12 people and like (laughs) see his friends and enjoy all the happiness oh that really bothered me um so then of course clay is like shook out of his mind because he's a cancer and just like so emotional probably throughout this whole thing so nervous then he finally goes up to angela They step aside, they have a little conversation, and Angela calls out Clay for ending the relationship the way he did. Um, She said she was blindsided by it all. And then Clay admits that he still has feelings for her. And he says, like, you know, it's not like a switch you can turn on and off. Like, these feelings are lingering, and I, like, want you to know. Blah, blah, blah.
1: (laughs) And Angela was still hung up on how Clay ended the relationship. She thinks he was responsible for ending, and she really didn't seem ready to forgive him for that just yet.
0: So, so we know Clay is cancer, Angela is a Scorpio, and this pairing can be a rewarding combination, according to our book. Cancer is a passive partner. <laughs> Kristen, what is this word? Combustible.
1: that's what yeah combustible material yeah within the cancer to catch fire from scorpio's abundant passions and the scorpio offers strength and protectiveness that the insecure cancer looks for which i definitely saw in this
0: interaction between clay and angela 100p hell yeah cancer is loving and devoted in return i just think he key takeaway and key difference with this here is that in Clay and Angela's relationship, Angela, I don't want to say is like the alpha, but in a way, yes. Like, I can see like that, yeah. stronger. You know, like she's the rock. Whereas in Clay's relationship with Nicole, Nicole wants Clay to be the rock, that strong force. But that's not really who Clay is. Mm, You know? Yeah. That's how I see this here.
1: Yeah. And kind of going into Nicole and Clay, as we've mentioned, Nicole is a Sagittarius. And in the Sagittarius-Cancer pairing, the Sagittarius can often hurt the sensitive cancer in their more cerebral and direct approach. But I've noticed that Nicole doesn't really confront Clay about her feelings. She really waits for him to take action. So I think your reading of her wanting clay to be the rock is definitely pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. And I think she's just like, so used to, even if she's not like upfront about her feelings with clay, like she is with herself and with all her girlfriends around her and like other people on the beach. And she's so used to like that, that she wants something even more so from her partner you know? I really feel for Clay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's stuck in the tough spot, and as we saw, Angela joined the cast as a contestant at the end of episode two.
0: Shocker.
1: Yes. Do we think she'll pull a Christina and use a date to scold a man? Mm, Yes. Yeah,
0: I see that. I see it happening. I I definitely see her asking Clay on the date. I don't know if she'll frame it like Christina did, all like lighthearted, like, oh, let's just hang out. I don't think that's like a possibility with them. Mm. Like if Clay accepts that date, he knows what he's getting into. It's going to be like a rough, like probably not fun. Just like, it's probably going to be like one of those dinner dates when they like do nothing else. They just like, have a table set up for a meal and it just, like, explodes, you know? I could see that.
1: Yeah. And we'll find out next week when we'll get the continuation of what Angela plans to do on the beach. And as we saw, Dean comes back. Dean is trying to make the romantic gesture and talk to Kaylin about his
0: feelings. Guys, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But what else is okay? (laughs)
1: so we'll be talking about all of that and more next week on it's all in the roses we'll see you then bye